gardening talk back, and we've got Irene from Cameron Park. And Judy, she's got a problem with agapanthus as well. She's a mind reader, Greg. Hello, Irene. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Excellent. Do you yourself? Yes, good, thanks. Very good. What can I help you with? Um, I've got a clump of agapanthus. They're nice and green leaves and everything, but they never flower. Are they in the sun, Irene? No, one just gets a bit in the morning, but it's mainly in the shade. Yeah, We've no. got another one that's no, I've got two buds on it. It's got a bit more sun. Yeah, Irene, they do like the full sun. Oh, do they? Yes, oh, dear, right. yeah. That's a common question at this time of year, and once I say, well, where, you know, where's the sun, we solve it pretty quickly. Uh, look, um, I'd transplant them into a full sun position. Oh, okay, yeah. If you have a spot like that with shade and you like that style, you know, the strappy leaves and the lovely flowers, mm-hmm. plant some clivy there. Clivia. Yeah, oh, yeah, they will do much better. They don't like the sun; they like the shade. So a little the bit. Clivia of... likes the shade. Yeah, Clivia loves the shade. Oh, okay. They flower so well in the shade, but your mm-hmm. agapanthus, the one that's getting a couple of flowers, I'd leave that for the time being till they do bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one, you could even move it now, and it won't hurt it. Because well, everyone I know say, so, "Oh, we just let them go," and they. Yeah, bring you're... themselves up. <laughs> well, that is true. But when you drive around, you you keep an eye out. You'll find mostly they're out in the, in full the sun. sun. Yeah. Right. Okay then. Okay, my dear. Thank you very much for Thanks, that. Thanks, Irene. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Irene. And speaking of agapanthus, what was your problem? Oh. My, oh, I don't grow any agapanthus, actually, Greg, but oh, there are a lot of problems, problems out there. <laughs> I thought um, you had a problem yourself. Oh, no. I, I often have problems in the garden, but uh, I've got a lot of shade, so I do have clivias, just like I was telling that lady yep. then. Um, but with the agapanthus, they get mealybug. It's a little white insect that looks like flower, yep. and it be, it's very deep down in the stems. Uh, where the stem rises out of the leaf structure... That's where you find them hiding. Oh, okay. And most people overlook them and just bring in leaves and say, what's the matter with this? And they're yellow <laughs> and they've been sucked out. Yep. Um, and that's the reason. So anyone with Aggies that have look unhappy, just go and check really deep down where the stem comes out of the leaves and see if you've got any little white floaties around right there. Right, so just mm. scrape them with your finger or something? Or? No, we need the malathon and white oil. Right. Yes, and you really <laughs> drench them with it, yeah. Goes to show what a gardener I am. Just, You're I just, just doing rub it so with well, hands. you know. I mean, <laughs> what about that lawn question you had previously that you're going to ask me again? Oh, about? yeah, well, about my... Why isn't your lawn growing? growing or, yeah. And I said, well, do you water it? Oh, no, because that way I've got to mow it. If it... <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> you're doing this gardening show every week, Greg. You know, maybe we could... I know, I could pick up on a few things. Yeah, just the inject basics. something into you. You know, <laughs> maybe you could give it some fertiliser even. I could do that. Yeah, and that'll make it grow even more. But no, um, you could have army grub, though, at the moment. Everyone's starting to get army grub, so we could talk about that a bit later on. Rightio. Well, we've got Steve from Hamilton at the moment. He's got a question about pig face. Hi, Steve. Hi, Judy. How are you going? Excellent, dear. That's good. That's good. Yeah, um, I've just got some of that um, very tough pig face with the pink flowers that grows on the beach, and I transplanted some up near our pool because in the dirt because nothing would grow there and they were growing really well flowering and all that and then all of a sudden they started to get a um like a white softish looking fungus on them and um they're just dying off and i just don't know what it is uh steve are you watering them too much do you think no well the only water they get is when it rains and uh like this one that's died off was a really healthy looking one and I picked the fungusy looking leaves off it and threw them in the bin. 
now the others look like um, it's getting the same it's sort spreading. of stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps there must be another plant in the area that's acting as the host. Um, oh, right. Because normally pig face wouldn't get fungus on them. But no. look, have you got any uh, coproxychloride or mancozeb at home? No, I haven't. Uh, you'd need either one of those products, spray them and water it into the soil as well. Okay, so what was that, mancozeb and what else? Mancozeb or yep. copper oxychloride. Copper oxychloride. That's it. Okay, did you wouldn't think that uh, when I put the chlorine in the pool that some of the dust would be getting on it and causing that? Um, you think? No. No, no. no I pretty, don't think so. They were pretty, that's why I got them, because I knew they were pretty hardy, you know, yeah. they grow just about anywhere. The only thing I could suggest, Steve, is um, now you've uh, dropped in on me that you've uh, they're near the pool, mm. you're sure they're not getting splashed, making the, them quite wet? No, because nobody's been in that pool. Nobody's been swimming. (laughs) (laughs) A swimming pool with no swimmers, mate. Yeah, that's right. You're talking about the nice, thick, fleshy leaf one, aren't you, with a purple flower. I can assure you that they grow like a weed. Yeah, I I know, yeah. yeah. I think you really need to... That's um, why I got them, because I knew they were just growing on the sand on the beach, you know. Yeah, they do. But that indicates, you see, that they don't like a lot of water. Mm. Um, We're on a... We're on a bit of a hill. I'm just wondering if they're getting too much too much runoff underneath. You know, mm, they could you be. Can't see it. Yeah, but, uh, but mm. certainly try your mancozeb or copper oxy, and mm-hmm. uh, let's hope that that pulls them up. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much, Judy. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Bye. All right, bye. And people must be reading our minds today, Judy, because we've had earlier Irene talking about agapanthers. Yep. And we mentioned a lawn briefly, and now Heath from Swansea's got a question about his lawn. Hello, Heath. How are you, Dar? Yeah, I'm well. wondering um, why my launch is dying. I've just started using my um, bore water, and I was wondering if it's because it's got too much salt in it or something like that. Oh, you're Because I live really close to the lake. Yeah, that could be the case. Uh, so are you using it fairly regularly, the bore water? Yeah, I use it every day. Right, OK. Um, how can we do a test? Maybe just shut it down for a couple of days and see if you can green it up with the tap water? Oh, I don't think my partner will like that. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, but I could try it, but... <laughs> what, because, you know, we, the water rates might go up a little bit? Yeah, she yeah. doesn't like that. No, and I tell you what, they really... We shouldn't be saying this on air, I suppose, but, boy, they really do go up, don't they? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just have a good lawn. <laughs> Look, that's the only way you're going to test it, isn't it? The only other way to go, Heath, is to um, get a soil sample... And go down to, oh, gee, I don't know who, where your local nursery is now. Um, no, we don't have one, at ain't. No. Um, but you need to take a soil sample or bring it into us at Merriweather and we'll test yeah. it and just see what the uh, alkalinity levels are. Oh, OK, then. Uh, but otherwise, just shut down your system for a couple of days, use the town water and see if you can start to green it up again. Okay, no worries. Okay, thank you, Heath, no, for the for call. Thank you. Right. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Steve. Now we've got Steve from Newcastle, and he wants to know if it's okay to use grey water on his lawn. Hello, Steve. Oh, hello, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, I collect uh, washing machine water and, and use it on the lawn. I'm just wondering if that would have a detrimental effect on it later on. Having no. All that on there. no, it shouldn't, Steve. Uh, look, I'm old enough to remember when we did have really extensive water restrictions in Newcastle. 
Uh, we're only allowed to water probably every second day. And I remember us um, actually selling connections to connect the, um, the pump, you know, your hose from your washing machine out onto the lawn. Yeah. And that was very useful. It did save a lot of lawns during that time. And we do sometimes, Steve, use soap on the lawn when we're trying to, um, you know, get rid of grubs and crickets and things. Oh, OK. Yeah, but it wouldn't hurt you to, you know, um, give it a break sometimes and use town water so yeah. that it doesn't change the alkalinity too much. And I can still use fertiliser? Yes, definitely, definitely. Grey water needs to be used carefully. You should never use grey water on your vegetable garden or on, yep. you know, on your fruit trees or anything like that because, you know, you'll have a certain amount of human waste on your washing, I suppose, is a simple way to put it. Yeah. Greek. <laughs> and, uh, but certainly on the lawn, uh, it's definitely OK, Steve. OK, thank you for that. You're quite welcome, dear. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Steve. It is Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM. Any questions for Judy Sharp? 49216216. And we've got Richard from Carry Bay. And he's got questions about frangipanis and also his lawn. Hot topic today. It is. Hi, Richard. Hello, Judy. What can I help uh, you with? I've got a... Um, uh, we're, I've got a, um, a frangipani uh, tree that we've had for three years. We've just replanted it, but I've noticed it. Looks like there's a bit of a rot at the base of the of the plant or the, the tree. When did you replant it, Richard? Uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. And it's just about to come into flowering. Yeah. So we oh, okay. So um, it's it's flowered three years in a row, but we moved the plant from outside the front door up onto our deck, and. Uh, but I noticed it that day as I took it out of the pot. Uh, it looked like there's a bit of rot at the base. At the base, right, OK. Um, look, is there anything I could put on it? Like, uh, yes, certainly there is. Um, you could buy a, um, a paint that you paint on that wound. Yes. And, and spray it with something like, or paint copper oxychloride as a mix on it. Okay. And then bandage the wound with a crepe bandage. And then that will prevent any further damage or any insects invading. Could, could you give me that name again? Oh, yes, copper certainly. Copper oxychloride. Copper oxychloride. Yes, yeah, so if you just think copper oxy, and you mix it up into a paste and paint it on the wound. Right. And then a good crepe bandage, and don't bandage it too tight. And leave okay. that on there for some time to allow it to recover. All right then. Yeah, I'm a bit. I was a bit worried that you've done it at the moment. Uh, so did it go from one pot to another, or did it go uh, from the ground into a pot? No, it went from one pot to the other. Right. I, okay. And so as I, I didn't rip it out. I you know carefully removed it, um, and then uh, placed it carefully into the new pot with new mix. So you didn't damage its root system at all? No, not no. at all. But I lifted it out very carefully and then transferred it to the same pot, but got rid of all of the old soil um, and just put it into a new soil mix. Right, OK. Look, I think we need to do the copper oxy in the bandaging. OK, then. OK. And you had a question about lawns as well, Richard? Uh, 
I do. Um, we live right next door to uh, tall trees in the reserve, and a lot of the bark comes off and just falls daily on our lawns, as, as you do. And um, it's just, uh, just <clears throat> left a real mess for, for, the, for the lawn as a whole. It's very hard to, to grow grass. Oh, right, right. So the lawn's suffering from the bark falling on it. Yeah, and it's like a daily thing. And also, to those trees will be taking all the moisture, I would imagine. They'll have roots under your lawn. Um, so perhaps if you give... Have you fertilised it at all yet, Richard? Uh, I've tried it. Uh, yeah, I've tried uh, putting it uh, from uh, fertiliser uh, about a month ago. And you've kept the water up to it every day? Every day, yeah, but it's still like... It's always like... Yeah. Look, there probably isn't any easy answer to this one, only get out there every day with a broom and rake and sweep up the um, the bark. Yes. Yeah, I could. I hope you don't mind me telling you this funny little story and I hope our one of our next-door neighbours is not listening. We had a neighbour once who came home every afternoon. True story, Greg. Yep. And he got out a dustpan and brush before he went into his house and he swept up every leaf off his lawn. <laughs> He was dead set serious, Richard, about his lawn. But you have got a problem. He didn't have a problem. Well, he maybe yeah. did in another way. Um, <laughs> I think he did. I think he did, yeah. So, look, honestly, I can't offer any other suggestion to you except keep the water up to it. All right. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks very much, Judy. Good luck with that frangipani, Richard. Yeah, okay then. Thanks a lot. Thank you, dear. I'll talk to you next Cheers. time. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. And we've got Betty from Elmore Vale. And she's got a question about pipsqueak dwarf lime in a pot. Hello, Betty. Oh, hello, Judy. Yes, I have this uh, dwarf lime called pipsqueak in a pot. Now, I wanted to know what I could feed it with. I know that um, you can't feed um, citrus uh, everything in a pot, so I wondered if you could tell me. I just noticed some one little branch, the leaves on it have got that um, outline of the yellow, so I... I, I just think it's not very healthy, that little bit. The citrus leaf mine are probably starting, I'd say. Right. Yeah. So should I spray it with um, pyrethrum or what? Uh, pyrethrum won't do the job. You probably need to use an eco oil and start doing that regularly because if it's starting to get attacked already. Um, let's talk about the fertiliser. You're a clever girl, Betty, because you would not believe how many people come in and say, I fertilised my citrus and all the leaves fell off. And, oh, and my next it. question always is, was it in a pot? And uh, once the labelling actually said, do not use citrus fertiliser on a pot. Yes, and I listen to your program and I know that uh, you say that regularly about citrus in pots. That's correct. So what you'll need to do is get something like bounce back, all right, good, okay. Okay, an organic fertiliser that is slow release, that's the secret. Right, yes, I only put slow release pellets on it. Oh, well, um, that's fine. Yes, um, um, but but I felt that it probably needed something because I just noticed these yesterday that the leaves were getting that look of the um, outline of the yellow and I thought that's not healthy. No, well, you perhaps have that citrus leaf miner starting 
<coughs> but nice. um, the other thing, Betty, are you watering that every day in a pot? Yes, I am. I'm not over-watering it, but in this heat, I'm making sure that it's well um, moisturised. Yes, now you do need to give them a drink each day in a pot. Yes. But yes. the other thing is you can buy, you know how, you've probably heard Scott and I talking about uh, how wonderful Flourish is. Yes, uh, I have. Flourish do a citrus product. So you put it in water and you water it on. Now, that gives you an instant kick. Right. So that may be the way for you to go, seeing you're already using the slow-release pellets. Yes. uh, See if you can grab some Flourish, the citrus one. Oh, citrus one. Okay, we'll do then. Right, thank you so much for that information. I'll get on to that. You're quite welcome, Betty. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Cheers, thanks, Betty. We've got Shay now from Stockton. She's got another question about lawn as well. Yeah, hi. Um, I've just been getting the problem lately of the mounds of dirt that are there, and we've tried a few different products that we thought might have been towards that Army Curl Grub or whatever it's called, and all you get is this massive hole. It's like, it seems like it's endlessly deep. Um, any idea of what that might be? Because nothing seems to come out when you're. Um, try to fight this thing. <laughs> uh, Shay, have you got a lot of holes in the lawn? Uh, there's probably only about six or so coming up regularly. Like Not like I've Googled photos and seen it look like, you know, everywhere, but this isn't too bad. I just want to beat it before it, you know, gets worse. Yeah, look, honestly, when we've had a lot of rain, which sometimes does happen in Newcastle, uh, earthworms leave the garden and they come up in the lawn and they make those little mounds as they come to the surface. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. the, the secret is, as I was talking to uh, Steve about the grey water on his lawn, uh, the secret is to go out with a packet of, uh, you know, washing powder, mm-hmm. shake it around the lawn and really water it in and throff it up. Yep. And then that chases the earthworms back to the garden. Now, okay. all, all those products you're using for army grub crickets and all of that, it generally wouldn't kill army grub. Okay. So do the soap thing and just frighten them and say, you know, out of the lawn, go back to the garden. Okay, yep, yep. Okay, dear. And what was you also had a question, did you, about golden cane palms? Yeah, um, I brought some, would have been last summer, put them in, um, and they're, of course, beautiful when you got them. They're in full sun, so they've gone quite yellow, and I guess it was a cold winter, so they got a bit of a shock. Um, I'm just wondering, is that, going to continue that way or is there anything that can really green them up any fertiliser type things or is it just you yeah. know, getting used to the sun well they're called golden cane palms aren't they but yeah when they're out in the sun they do go really golden um, the only way you green it up is probably water 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 um, mm. you know maybe some good fertiliser an organic fertiliser uh, have you given it anything to eat at all when I put it in, I've just put in um, dynamic lifter pellets and I have given it a f- uh, fern and palm um, fertiliser the once, but I was a bit conscious of having too much, but it is a very sandy soil where we are. It is, and so it washes straight through. Yep. Uh, look, I just try applying the fertiliser and if you get a good liquid one uh, and apply that regularly each week, that might assist it as well. Okay. Okay, yep. Doug. Excellent. Thanks, Shay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank you so much, Shay. It is Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. Any questions, 49216. 216 is the number to call. And we've got Helen from East Maitland. And she wants to know if it's too late to plant gramma seeds. 
Hello, Helen. Are you going to make us a pie? Are you going to make us a pie? I thought you were. I do make pies and I give them away to friends. Oh, there you go. Well, that's us. That's us, yeah. Oh, we'd love a grammar pie. (laughs) Do you put the sultanas in it? No, I don't like them with sultanas. Right. Uh My mother-in-law used to put sultanas in many years ago. And Scott used to tell me that uh, when I rang up him about grammar, that his grandmother would put alcohol in it. Oh, do you believe everything Scott says? <laughs> Not really. I don't believe him. <laughs> no, you've got to take him with a grain of salt, Helen. Trust me. <laughs> no, she didn't put alcohol in it at all. Look, has yeah. he never... It's pro, wonder on the program Greg has never told everyone, the listeners out there, that he went to boarding school. He didn't, Did he? Helen. No, he didn't. <laughs> he tells everyone that in the nursery... I was a dreadful mother... Because he, he was cheeky, I sent him off to boarding school. So don't trust him, Helen. But all, now, this, all this time, a, a house full of lies. <laughs> a house full of lies, yeah. Um, now, look, what, let's get serious. And you wanted to know about your grammar seeds. I yeah. think it is getting a wee late. Although the spring has been very slow to settle into summer, but I think you're on the borderline now. You know, grammars, watermelon, pumpkin... They are a summer cropper, so I'd get them in pretty quickly. Okay, then. Thank you. Is that all right, Helen? Are you happy to do that? Yes. And don't yes. forget, Greg and I, would we love a grammar pie. Wouldn't say no. We, yeah, would, okay. we wouldn't say no. Good luck with that, Helen. <laughs> okay. Thank you, thanks. dear. Bye. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Helen. I'm very sceptical that Helen's going to get us a pie. I think she liked it better with the alcohol in it somehow. Yeah. Not Sultana's, though. <laughs> Not Sultana's. <laughs> she wasn't happy with that. That was nearly sacrilege. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's Garden Court Talk back on to when you are family. We might talk about what to do when you're away for Christmas. Yes. What do most gardeners do when they go away for Christmas? They tally-ho and off we go. Yep. Forget about the poor old garden left there in the heat. Yep. Don't ever leave a sprinkler on? Don't leave... Oh, you're not allowed to leave them on all the time now, Greg. Oh, Remember, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Oh, water, water restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, um, I do find that you generally rely on your family or your friends. Yep. Now, don't forget that family and friends have also got a garden they're looking after. So if you... If they're kind enough to look after your garden, make sure there's a hose on every tap. Yep. And perhaps a timer that they can apply to turn it off so they don't have to go back again to turn the taps off oh, and on. Yep. So they turn it on once and leave it for a certain amount of time. They don't have to go back again. But, you know, so many people go away and they don't leave uh, hoses and the correct kind of applications. In some cases, sprinklers, yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> not, all, not all cases. Um, and you can use your sprinklers, of course, at certain times, but we won't go into those rules and regulations today. But it's most important that you collect all your pot plants. I always think and put them in a shady spot under a tree, all together in one group. Yep. So that they're not out there in the sun struggling, waiting for your mum to come and throw okay. a bit of water around. Or your next-door neighbour. Or your next-door neighbour who's partying and... Totally forgets about it. I mean, it is, after all, um, holiday time, and so everyone's having a good time. And people thinking, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, and and tomorrow never never comes. comes. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got Larry from Lambton, and he's got a question about tomatoes. Hello, Larry. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm excellent, dear. And yourself? Uh, Good. Excellent. 
Yeah, I mean, growing tomatoes for a lot of years, you know, just basically using a mixture of cow manure, a bit of cow manure, and I'd use a bit of, like potash and a bit of sea salt and that now and again. But last week, Scott was talking to someone that was in the sandy soil and he's wanting to get his uh, plant to fruit longer and he was suggesting a liquid fertiliser. I've never used liquid fertiliser on my tomatoes. I just wonder what, 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 what would you use? Oh, Larry, I'm sure it would be the flourish for tomatoes. Oh, okay. Like it's a special one for tomatoes. Yes, it? it is. And um, uh, did he say it's applied in water? Yeah, you... like to mix it up. Yes, yeah. No, it would, yeah. it would have been flourish for tomatoes. Yeah, I, think... I missed the I missed the name because yeah. uh, I, I haven't used it, but I was thinking about trying it. This chap was asking because his tomatoes how they go up. Normally, they get smaller, but he said if you feed them a bit more, you will still get probably a better sized tomato as the vine goes up the. That's true. Well, it is as in an orange packet, and it's flourish for tomato and vegetables. Uh, Okay, and just one little bit. uh, Pots, uh, growing anything in pots, you don't use any organic stuff, do you? Like uh, manure or blood and bone or anything like that at all. It's just look. uh, You know, you have to be careful in the heat of burning. Uh, Mm. But I don't mind a little bit of blood and bone, Larry, as long as you don't put it too close to the plant. Right. Um, I've always found blood and bone makes parsley really green. Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to grow the little... Uh, well, I didn't get them from you, but I've heard them on the show. Like, they're a yellow... Uh, what they call little yellow round tomato, and I'm trying to grow some in pots. Oh, right, uh, right. Just for a change, and uh, I was just wondering, just... So you can use a bit of blood and bone, keep it away from it. And, yes, yeah, and, and not... Just don't go crazy, though, will you? Just oh, no, a small no, amount. Right. Yeah. A small amount. And uh, no, don't put cow manure, or, or, which is what you use for tomatoes, but in a pot you'd find you probably would get burning happening. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. I don't want to wreck them. No. Okay. <laughs> but, no, that's great, yeah, because I missed... I, I always listen every week, but I just I happened to miss the name, so it's flourished for tomatoes. Yeah, look, I'm sorry. I I missed that last week, too. I was off doing real work and... <laughs> All right. <laughs> not sitting down having lunch or anything with a glass of wine, but... Um, <laughs> uh, so I... You know, but I'm pretty sure that's what he would have recommended. Yeah, because... no, that, that's great. It's a bit of a new thing I can try because I've, I've been having success with him, but there's always something new that you can use. That's the thing I'm looking at. Yeah, no, well, yeah. that's right. And, Larry, I have to say that, you know, he's down in Victoria so I can talk about him. Before he comes on the program every week, he asks me what answers he's got to give you all. <laughs> so I know it would have been flourish for tomatoes. Uh, so he writes them all down. <laughs> yep, yep. Before he comes out here, he's already set to go. I've given him every answer he needs. All uh, right, I'll get on to you next time I'm talking to him. Okay, thank right. you, Larry, for the call. Okay, Bye. all the best. Thank you. Oh, you want to hope Scott's not listening? Well, we know he's not, or he'd have been on our tail by now. <laughs> Well, still plenty of time. <laughs> We've got Jeanette from Katara South now, and she does have a question about stinky beetle on a fruit trees. Hello, Jeanette. Hello, Judy. you got a I've problem. Got, I've got these horrible stinky beetles on my fruit trees, and I've sprayed them with confidor, but they've gone to the black stage now. Apparently they go from yellow, green to yellow to black. They do. And, Yes, and I just wondered if there's anything else I could spray on them other than the confidor. Now, Jeanette, have you got fruit on those trees? Well, they're eating them all. 
Oh, well, that's a little true. Last year, last year I rang Scott a, a month or so ago about why I didn't get any fruit last year, and so maybe that's them that ate them. Well, of course it would be. Um, yeah. But um, look, why don't you try a mixture of malathon and white oil? Oh, okay. Now the white oil sticks it on his back. Which Confidor oh, okay. really doesn't. Confidor would okay. be running off his hard, beetled back. Um, yeah, well, I've killed a lot of them, but they're still there. Like, oh no, they have a ten-day hatching cycle too, so oh, okay. you need to keep respraying till their, their cycle's finished. Oh, okay. Yeah. Melathon and white oil. White oil. Okay, then. Okay. I'll try that because try I won't that. get any fruit otherwise. No, you're going to miss out, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. Good. Now, you Thank be you careful with them. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thanks, Jeanette. Well, Judy, we're almost out of time for this Monday. We are. Do you have anything you'd like to throw out before uh, we head off? Well, I could throw out Raspberry Blast, literally. Petunia Raspberry Blast. Petunia Raspberry Blast. It is absolutely magnificent. It is white and hot pink and very, very um, colourful for the um, season coming up. If you want to have some lovely pots of colour around, I couldn't think then. Because I've been away on holidays, Greg, Mm, you see. It's such a humid day. It is too. Playing tricks with your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Mightn't be that. Um, (laughs) But having just been up to Queensland, uh, I noticed that all the frangipani, the bougainvillea and the yellow alamanders were out in full flower. And I said to Scott as we drove along... These all out in flower. What do you think, son? And he said, oh, mm, I don't know, Mum. What do you think? And I gave him the answer, of course. Uh, their winter isn't as cold as ours, Greg. Yep. So our bougainvilleas and, and those tropical plants haven't yet come into flower. We're a little bit behind them, but they were magnificent up there. Okay. Mm. Oh, mm. Good times. Yeah, good times, yeah. Very good. Well, Judy Sharp, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg, very much. And Scott will be back next week. Oh, I'm sure he will be. You'll kick me out of the seat quick, smart. As <laughs> <laughs> Gardening Talk back on this Monday afternoon. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>